The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While the crowd was pressing in on Jesus and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. He saw two boats there alongside the lake. The fishermen had disembarked and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, he asked him to put out a short distance from the shore. And then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. After he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon said in reply, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing. But at your command, I will lower the nets. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets were tearing. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They came and filled both boats, so that the boats were in danger of sinking. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For astonishment at the catch of fish they had made seized him and all those with him. And likewise, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners of Simon, said to Simon, Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. When they brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. There are occasions in life when our lives change. Suddenly, dramatically, powerfully, and permanently. Maybe a time of great joy, excitement, perhaps even challenging. Maybe saddening, tragic, even frightening. And most of us have had an experience such as that on some level, something that transformed our lives if only simply meeting someone. In today's gospel, we have that. Our Lord comes to speak. And he gets into one of the boats by the lake of Gennesaret, the one belonging to Simon. Whenever we hear Simon rather than Peter, 
It refers to his weak human nature as after the resurrection. In any event, he hasn't changed his name yet. He sits down and begins to speak. The great teachers always spoke seated. And then when he is finished, he turns to St. Peter, to Simon, and tells him to put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Into deep water. Pope John Paul II had a beautiful encyclical entitled Duke Ad Altum, Out into the Deep. So very often we like to have a superficial relationship with God, with our Lord, but that relationship should deepen every single day of our lives. We shouldn't stay near the shore. We have to go out. And every day to open ourselves more and more to the coming of God. We don't want to remain in the shallows. We want the Lord to deepen that relationship as only he can. For a catch, he's speaking about fishing. And St. Peter is a fisherman. And he must have thought, what does this carpenter know about fishing? Really, he's only a carpenter. We've been hard at it all night and have caught nothing. How does he possibly expect us to catch anything now? Good questions. It seemed absurd, counterproductive, perhaps even foolish to do such a thing. Sometimes when God calls us, it can seem absurd. It can seem counterproductive or foolish. But notice what what happens. He says, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing. You should know that. Why are we doing this? But at your command, I will lower the nets. If you command it, however, uh, however absurd it seems to me, I will do it. He calls him master. Notice that, too. And then there's this remarkable catch of fish. And the nets are tearing, and they call the other boat, and all of a sudden they're sinking. And Saint Peter, Simon Peter, it now calls him, sees himself perhaps for the first time in his life, for what he is. He realizes that this person is no ordinary person and possesses powers beyond that of human powers. And so he realizes what he is in front of him. I think that's why people often want a shallow relationship with our Lord, because they don't want to see themselves for what they are. They don't want to really have to examine themselves in his presence. That's particularly true, I think, of the Eucharist. The Eucharist, as I've said before, can sometimes be frightening to people. Uh, That God should come that close and I must then see myself in front of him. It's one thing for me to look at him, but as I've said too, it's another thing to have him look at me. Because he can see straight through me. I mentioned to a high school class the other day, in the movie A Man for All Seasons, St. Thomas More is speaking to his friend, the Duke of Norfolk, Duke of Norfolk is trying to convince him to give in and sign um, the oath of supremacy for friendship's sake. And St. Thomas More will say to him, I think friendship runs as deep in me as it does in you, but only God is loved straight through. And only God can see us for what we really are. St. Peter's response is a beautiful response. It's an honest response. St. Peter can be honest and sometimes foolishly so. In this case, we are told that when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus. He falls at his knees, which is, which is where we always begin with him before we can stand. 
and says, depart from me, Lord. Lord. He now doesn't call him master, he calls him Lord because he sees him, to some extent anyway, for what he is. Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Depart from me. He's afraid. Uh, He wants him to go away. He doesn't like what he's seeing. And I suppose sometimes we can be that way, can't we? We'd rather keep the Lord at a distance because, as I said, it's safer that way. Our Lord's response, we were told that astonishment at the catch of fish fish they had had made seized him and all those with him. Uh, Our Lord's response is also quite beautiful. He doesn't say, oh, never mind your sins. He doesn't correct him in that sense. He simply says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of yourself. Don't be afraid of your sins. Those can be conquered in a heartbeat, in the twinkling of an eye. I will take all that away from you. So don't be afraid of what you've been. I'm not calling you because of what you have been, or even what you are. I'm calling you because of what I can do with you. Then he tells them what he will do with them. From now on you will be catching men. So they're no longer to be afraid. He says the same thing to us. Don't be afraid of your past. Let me take care of that. I will transform you in what I want you to be if you will allow it to happen. You know, I was reading the other day a beautiful passage from our friend Bishop Sheen, who was reflecting on the Blessed Mother. And he was saying that, so very often, the greatest miseries in our life come because we want to be in control of things that we can't control. And then forget the things that we can. He was saying about the Blessed Mother that she was never... Get right down to it. She really wasn't called to do anything. She was simply called to let something happen. And she did. That's why we have the incarnation. She wasn't called to do anything. She couldn't do that. She was simply asked to allow something to happen, and she did. And so it is with us and with God. And then they brought their nets to the shore, their boats to the shore, left everything and followed him. They are being called to, and they don't realize it yet, is a radically new kind of love. A love that might otherwise frighten them if they really realize what it was going to be. A love that they will only find in the end when they experience the cross. And then when they experience that in their own lives. That's the love to which they're being called, as we are always being called to a new kind of love and a deeper kind of love. If we allow the Lord to do it. If we are willing to to accept that in our own lives. This story of St. Peter is such a beautiful human story. It's one we can read over and over again and see ourselves in it over and over again. Peter, for a while, will have to learn about that love. At one point, he will even deny that love three times before he learns. But in the end, he will become not only the great saint that he was, but the leader of God's church. I'm quite convinced, it wasn't my idea, that part of the reason our Lord chose St. Peter to be the head of his church was because St. Peter had so realized his own weakness. They could appreciate it in others. He didn't call John to do it, didn't call James, he called St. Peter, who over and over again in the gospel we see to be weak. And over and over again our Lord is strengthening until finally he is ready with the coming of the Holy Spirit. St. Teresa of Avila spoke of this love. 
They're supposed to be growing every day. Um, in one of her poems, she expressed it. She said, O soul in God, hidden from sin, what more desires for thee remain? Save but to love and love again. And so on flame with love within, love on and turn to love again. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you rejoicing in the redemptive love of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the Church throughout the world, that her members will always respond to the call of God as it is made known to them, especially the Church suffering, we pray to the Lord. For all nations of the world, especially our own, they will listen to the voice of God, the call to repentance and conversion. We pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, that they may know that in the midst of their suffering they are proclaiming the kingdom of God and responding to God's will. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have left the Lord, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For greater respect for human life, especially in our own country, and then to all laws permitting abortion, especially the ones most recently that have been accepted. Also for an end to all forms of euthanasia, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For our increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will have the the zeal of St. Peter, who will respond as St. Peter did, For a greater reverence for the discipleship of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. For racial healing, especially in our own country, especially during this month, we pray to the Lord. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy. Having heard the voice of God clearly in their own lives, they may always follow it. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For all those who are working on our property, who are part of our new building program, that they will be safe in their working, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. And for all of us here, that we will be docile instruments in the hands of the Lord, always responsive to his call, we pray to the Lord. We now join our prayers to those of the Queen of Apostles and Mother of the Lord as we sing. Mm-hmm. 